0: get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. You're likable and you're sweet and you will always be that. That's your nature. That's how you are. But we got to bring in the power. Clear a path. She's coming through. It's time to allow people not to like you. Real beauty is being connected to your power. You don't give it away. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller podcast. Such a great episode for you today. You're going to get to hear a clip of me coaching somebody before we dive into this. I want to ask you if you have joined the new membership, it's called the quilt and this is a place for you. If you want to feel supported in the truest sense, this is a place for us to no longer pretend to be some perfect version of ourselves. This is a place to just really see one another. This is also a place if you want to meditate with me. This is also a place if you want coaching from me. This is also a place if you want collaboration and real sisterhood. You can go to kathyheller.com slash quilt to join us. Our big kickoff call is gonna be September 6th and we have so many amazing women who've already joined. Some are new to the community. Many of them are alumni. Everyone is connected by a common thread, which is we have huge desire to be operating our lives from a higher elevated consciousness to do good, to design worlds where there's a tremendous amount of love and connection. And so I'm so excited to be there with you in the quilt. So you can join us, cathylorcom slash quilt. And I'm just so excited to dive into all of that and to see what will come of us having that time together. So today I wanted to share a couple coaching calls with you. First, we're going to talk with Emily. She feels like she's been focusing too much on money in her business, and she was wondering if there's a way to check her revenue that will actually be helpful. It's such a juicy question. I think you're going to really enjoy the conversation we have around money and how we can get in our own way. Here we go.
1: Emily, I am
2: following you up. Hi, so I'm in VIP. We talked money, money talk. My question is... I feel like I'm doing a really good job at taking the focus off money in my like personal life, like me and my husband's finances. And I'm not worried about that. But in my business, I have bills to pay. I have things that I have to do. So it's like, I'm not necessarily worried about it, but I do feel like I'm paying attention to it a lot, like checking my revenue daily, like, and all of that. And so I just had this thought on Wednesday when we were doing the co-working day or the Noxer day, I was like, Really proud of myself that I'm not focusing on money. And then I was like checking my revenue, like I do multiple times a day. And I was like, wait, I'm focusing on the money in my business. And I was like, am I not supposed to do that? Because I mean, I have to run the business. I have to pay my bills. I'd kind of need to have a thumb on what's happening there. But is that wrong? Okay. First of all, such a great question because (laughs) I feel like
0: everybody has this question. And I feel like people even they know they have this question, they ask this question, but I don't think there's ever, we can never talk about it enough because of the culture and the world that we live in, this is where people spend a lot of their time focusing. So is that wrong? First of all, no, it's not wrong. Does it make you feel good? Probably not. So if the question is, not is it wrong, but is that helping no, I don't think it's helping for you to right. keep checking, right? So that's really what you're asking. So mm-hmm. what is this really about, right? What is really about is it's your ability to understand where the money actually comes from, mm-hmm. right? The money comes from you being in the vibration of ease. Because when you're in ease, you're creative. When you're in ease, you're tapped in, you're turned on, your meeting goes better. You get an idea the next second and you're better with your team and your team isn't coming from resistance. Your team is allowing, you're allowing, your husband's allowing. You're in the silliness of it. This is silly, you guys. It's all silly. Life is silly. It's playing, right? Deepak Chopra said the other day to me, he said, have you ever seen your kids playing with slime or putty or kinetic sand? He goes, we are each that, right? You're God's dream. I'm God's dream. The tree's outside. He's dreaming. So he said, he, Deepak Chopra, he goes, what is God doing? Playing, playing, playing. What are we doing? We're worried. We're serious. We got bills to pay, right? you never seen a serious duck? you ever never seen right. a serious
1: palm tree? No. Nah. They're not serious. But what happens? They have more than enough. They have more than enough. Right?
0: Yeah. We're about to celebrate. I'm Jewish. We're about to celebrate Passover and, and we talk about how like they went in. And this is, this is history. They were in Egypt. They were slaves in Egypt, right? That's a thing. And then they followed this man, you know, they followed Moses into the desert and they were like, how are we going to eat? And they had more than enough. Legit. Like that actually happened. Right. But like, There's a zillion examples of that, but like, how does that happen? How, how, how? It's like, because there's so much right in front of you that you just don't see because you're not seeing because you don't focus on what you're seeing because you're focused on the lack thereof. So every time you tell me that you're looking at your revenue, what you're really telling me is I'm out of creativity right now. I'm out of sync with what else is here. And I'm just looking at all the empty space and the gaps and all the things that are, are void as opposed to what's full. And why do we do that? Why do we do that? I was talking to Dr. Rick Hansen. He said there's a Buddhist proverb about the insatiable ghosts. And he said these ghosts have these bellies that never get filled. And they they drink life through a straw. And their bellies are just craving, just craving, just craving, constantly craving, constantly craving. They're never satisfied. And he said what we don't learn to do is to stop and take in the good. Take it in. Take it in again. 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 Like All day long, are you stopping to take in the good? Like, look how beautiful your whole life is. Look what you've co-created. Look what you've designed. Look at your face. Look at your well-being that's coming out of you. Look at your artwork. Look at the books. Take it in. Take it in. And what happens is you then get satisfied. Your belly gets full and your parasympathetic nervous system just goes into rest. And now you can create boom, something else is going to happen now. You've got a new idea. You've got a new permission slip to be even more emboldened, right? The money's on the other side always of your resonance. So it's like, I don't know enough about, and I'd like to know, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question, but yeah. whatever your business is about, it's how are you manifesting and leading people? More resonance from you, that can't come from scarcity. That's going to come from all the time that you're checking your revenue. You should be checking where is my resonance? How much water am I boiling? As I create an audience, as I create better optimizing with my customers, as I I create more features, as I'm trying things, and I'm so excited and I'm silly. It's silly what's here. This is a joke. It's fun. It's play. We're playing. We're just playing. It's all a dream. It's amazing that our consciousness gets to be in this bodysuit touching things and drinking things and moving things around. And we have more than enough. We always have more than enough because it's okay. There's really no pressure. Like for some people, if all the riches went away tomorrow and they had to downsize and move to like a little place and say, well, how could we then do that best? You know where we're going to live? We're going to live in a one bedroom. We're going to move to Hawaii and live on the beach. They might be like, I surf every day. I've got no stuff." I got no, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why we're so worried about the stuff. You know what I'm trying to say? Like during COVID, I feel like people were like, Oh my God. I just want to be with a backpack and move around the world. I don't even want stuff. You know, I just want to travel. I just want to see human beings. I just want to hug somebody. Our brain just like, it just hijacks us.
2: So tell me for a second a little bit more about what it is that you do specifically. Yeah. I'm a nutrition coach, so I teach people macronutrients, strength training, all that paired together to get healthy. But I have a membership, so I take people through a six-week group, and then I have a membership. That's the end goal, obviously, community membership. And my business is very healthy and thriving. I'm just the one who wants to take it to the next level. You know, I want to take it from the six-figure to the seven-figure. I have a team. Let me ask you about that. Yeah. What do you think is in the next
0: level? What's the next level that they need from you? What's the next level? What's going to make that quantum leap? What's going to shift that?
2: I mean, selling them on their belief, their belief in themselves, that they're worth it, that they're worthy to invest the time, invest the money it takes to get healthy. Because what they really want is, you know, to feel as sexy as their husband thinks they are. (laughs) What they really want is confidence to get in a picture with their kids on the beach in the summer. That's what they really want. They don't really care about the weight loss. So what's bringing you to tears right now? I'm just so passionate. I want to impact so many people because there's just so many people who don't feel that way. Every day, I talk to women every day in my DMs. So many conversations with people who have no confidence and They're hiding in their house. They won't even go out to dinner with girlfriends because they're not confident. And I want to show people how to do that and how they can live their lives. They can actually create the life they want. And a huge part of that is through health, good health. It's so beautiful how
0: much you care. And that's so much of why you're so successful. Because that is so hard to find in this world, like genuine passion, right? Yeah. And at the same time, what do you think ultimately makes a person healthy? Let's talk about that a little bit. What makes a person healthy?
2: I mean, energy is a huge thing. Having energy to live your day, to take care of your children, to, you know, want to go on vacations, to feel confident when you walk out of your house. You know, I mean, I'm into the science stuff, so I like balancing blood sugar and whole foods and anything that comes from the ground or has a mother you know working out for nervous system regulation but also because you need lean muscle mass as you age like I go into all that but I'm really selling them to believe on them themselves because that's what it all comes down to they don't believe that they can do it and so they don't have the thoughts and feelings around believing it so then they don't take action
1: right
0: And so often the reason
2: people have a bad habit of the way they're eating is maybe it's
0: a coping mechanism. It's a way to trip yourself up, right? Yeah. So if we were more connected to the truth of our identity and not these like tapes, right? So the more you're giving them access to real nourishment because you're feeling freedom, because you're feeling ease, yeah, we can't expect them to go where we haven't gone right? And so the part of you that has to keep checking is scarcity. It's like the part of yeah. them that keeps checking the scale. If they keep checking yeah. the scale, they probably won't lose the weight because what they're really doing is they're attaching their well-being and saying, until I get this pounds down, I won't be happy. 100%. Right. And then they
2: sabotage themselves again and again and again. Right. And I've been both places. I've been more weight. I've been less weight. The happiness doesn't come from when you lose weight. It doesn't. Just like it right. doesn't come from having more money. Cause I've also made $5,000 a month and I've also made $30,000 a month and the happiness doesn't come when you make more money. Right. So here's what I want everybody to hear over and
0: over and over again. And we need to hear it because the biggest illusion the world ever told us is that everything's separate. I mean, it's the biggest illusion. Like we're all connected. We feel it the second we see each other or hear something. We're all affected by each other constantly, right? And that's the butterfly effect. We're constantly connected. It's all connected. You just don't see it with eyes, but you can see it with microscopes, right? So we think in the world of separation. So we think the way that we will grow our revenue or grow anything or manifest anything has to do with this field of separate blocks of things. So moving through space, because things feel like they're not local. Right, it's from here all the way over to there. So we have to move ourselves through time and space. Right, but in the world of consciousness, there is no time. It's beyond time, and there is no space because when you clo- when we all closed our eyes before, we felt connected to really the truth of the truth. We felt connected to each other. No bodies there. It's just consciousness, just awareness, like pure potential. Right, doesn't matter what anybody looks like. It doesn't matter. Right. So how we move into new manifestations is by actually moving our consciousness, changing your vibration, tweaking your frequency. At a certain place, you have a vibrational signature that only allows you to have so much money because you need it too much. You're too dependent on it. And so there's a limit. There's a little bit of scarcity in there. The more you move out of that, the more you move out of scarcity and the more you start to feel free right now, you start to take in the good and you're like, if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it, it doesn't. Because all I really wanted it for was I was hoping it would give me more security, which the security would give me more happiness and well-being. But I actually feel that when I meditate. And that what I want is a spiritual richness. And I have it right now. You start to change who Emily is. Emily becomes somebody who's more abundant. She's a match for that. She is that. And then it doesn't matter. It legit doesn't matter. It's totally irrelevant more stuff will come to you and you actually might not want it i'm not going to name names but i have a few friends not pentatonics, another couple friends who are famous musicians and they hate their life they go on tour all the time their life is a life they can't believe they co-created but they thought it's what they wanted and they don't want it and now they don't actually know how to get out of it in this moment because they're contracted they owe a record label all this money, and they're like, you should know what my actual life is. It's a lonely life. I go from hotel to hotel to hotel. I basically work to pay back a record deal. And everyone screams out my name, which is an ego. They're projecting onto me. Now, I don't feel safe with anyone. I feel very lonely wherever I go. And then when I come home, I have to go back out. Two weeks later, three weeks later, sometimes I get to see my family, sometimes I don't. It's bizarre how we think we need certain things to be happy. And all we really need is a better thought. And that's what the girl you're coaching needs. Yeah. So what winds up happening though is that the more you are this person who's unattached, it's like checkmate. It's like match point. You become this person who just hangs out in a different altitude. And the next thing you know, the cooler people the wealthier things, the richer things, the more abundant things just come toward you. And that becomes the opportunities of your life. And that becomes the circles in your life. And you know, when I was first starting out in my podcast, I was hanging out with one crew of people and I won't mention names, but people who are sort of in the podcasting world and in the online world. And I was thinking that like I was at the pool table in the lunchroom and then I swapped that table of friends for Deepak Chopra and spiritual friends. And I cannot believe, if you ask me who I was six years ago, I, standing where I'm standing now, it's a, a totally different consciousness that I can't believe that she was like, yeah, border That's what I want. You're not. That's going to be good. That's it. I got that. Let me get that. Put that in my stocking. I don't want that. I was just asked to go with this one group of people away and they thought they were doing me like an honor to like include me. And I was like, I don't want to be there. I have nothing to say to them. I love them. Like, I mean, I I love people, but like, oh my God. Right? (laughs) It's just amazing. You have it all, all of it, all of it, all of it. But it's in your higher consciousness, right? You don't have to keep checking. You don't have to keep checking. You don't have to keep checking, right? My friend Amy Purdy couldn't walk. She had no legs, no feet. And she felt scarcity. She felt like she couldn't do anything. She felt like her life was taken away. And then she had a meditation. And in the meditation was a thought, what if I could get up on a snowboard? How free would I feel? And she did. And then it led her to You know, millions of dollars and tons of ways of, but she has tons of her own stuff. She's still a person with so much of her own stuff. But what I'm trying to say is on the other side of not checking and panicking and worrying, which is really just a way of saying you're not, you're not awake. You're just in resistance. There's just so much there. And the woman who you are coaching needs you to move in to a higher vibration. And when you move into this place, you're going to start to have different content. There's a million health coaches who can teach you about you know, calories and blood sugar, but how many of them can teach you that and also bring you life in your heart, help you open your heart. For God's sakes, how many people can do that? You can do that. You wouldn't be sitting here in this program having conversations with me if you didn't have a part of you that knows you came to do that. And that's what you want for them. And it's on the other side of them punishing themselves all the time and being so bought into some tiny little figure of who they are that distorts their sense of self. So now it's all about their body. Their body's not even that impressive. It's what's inside their body. They're so focused on their body. They gotta be nobody. Nobody. It's not interesting. So you can do both, right? You can help them with what they think they want. And you can give them what they really need. I would love to see you just give yourself permission to just like, boom, like show up with like whatever really is moving you. Any of the gems that you feel like you're getting from your own meditations, your own ahas is like, whoa, that would be a different, they go, what's that? Why is she doing that? That's different, right? Maybe she's gonna teach me what love is and it's not earnable, it's grace. You don't have to earn it right? So all of that will bring you more abundance. And the funny part about it is when you're focused there and you're sinking there and you're trending there, you won't need it anyway. That's what I'm saying. This woman came over to my house this week. I had a couple of friends come over and one of them, she lives in a $35 million house in Beverly Hills. And it's so beautiful. It's not just a big piece of square footage. It's like so beautiful. Every room, I'm just like, the paintings, the ceiling work, the detail. It's like gorgeous. And she came to my house because our kids are in the same class. And she's like, I live on a canyon road. And she goes, I came into your house. And she goes, I don't know. I just feel like tearing up. I feel so much peace here. And all we want is energy. We just don't want stuff. We just want to feel better. You don't have to keep checking. Because your abundance is in here. It really actually is. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I would love for you to give yourself a break. And what I want to say to all of you, and this is really a helpful example. This is an Esther Hicks example that she says. It's like if you put water on the stove, it's just physics. It'll just boil. But if you keep turning the stove off, it won't boil. So what we do is we don't believe that energy actually moves the world. So every once in a while, we just go, wait, but where is it? And that's you turning off the water.
1: It's in here
0: feeling stronger, more present, more playful, more dynamic, that you're, you become a force. Everything wants to be around you. All the things start to grow. And if you just keep trusting that that's what the world is made of, it's made of energy, that's the mic drop, right? And every time that you catch yourself doing that, you just gently tell your brain, you don't have to check that anymore. It's just an old pattern. You, you probably used to check your weight and now you don't check your weight. So you check the money, but you're doing great. In fact, every time you check, it's only shown you things work for you. When you actually are not in that place, you got healthier. When you're not in that place, you're doing better. You have to just trust yourself and turn the volume up on it is what I would say. Does that help? Yeah, you. yeah so much. Good. Awesome question. Thank you for asking that question. All right. Well, I hope that you got something from that. This next call is with Carolee, Lee, who has a ton of different passions, but even though she had tried a few things, she wasn't sure if she should keep persevering in her business or make some kind of pivot. This is the kind of question I get all the time. So I think it's of service to all of us. Take a listen.
3: you your beautiful oh, thank music you notes. so much. Um, okay, so my question in the super quick is, how do you know when to pivot or to persevere with your business?
0: Well, there's a couple of things. Number one, what the hell is feeling good to you? it could be that the world is like so happy with you making t-shirts and you're just so tired of making t-shirts. My friend Amy Tan, she had a multi-million dollar t-shirt business. She was one of the first people in 2003 to make t-shirts that said words on it, like blessed or like hopeful. And now that's like, uh, that's always everywhere, but she's one of the first people. So like Madonna went in to Kitson and bought all of her shirts and then she sold them to Bloomingdale's and everywhere. And then after a few years, she had all this success and she's like, I don't want to make t-shirts anymore. I don't actually like it. I don't like this process. I like the one creative part of like picking a word and making it look cute, but then the manufacturing and all the, she didn't like it. So number one is like, where's the fun? And then if it's a business, it is important to ask, what do people want? Right. Because if people are not buying the t-shirts, then even if she was having fun, it wasn't a good business. It might be a good hobby. Right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your particular what are the quadrants right now? Where's the crossroads happening?
3: Okay. So I'm going to start by telling you that I have three special needs kids and my husband's disabled mm. uh, and I have a bajillion passions. So I'm like so lit up by everything I'm doing, but I feel wow. really limited by being a full-time caretaker. So uh, I'm a singer songwriter. I have had my podcast for about a year and a half now, and I just launched my coaching business. It's called Shine Self-Care Coaching for Burnt Out Moms. And all three of those light me up like so much. Like I Does could go on and like on. giving her
0: applause in your little emoji because you can't believe everything she just said? Talk about just showing up for it. Like you're just going to enjoy all of this. I mean, I you're,
3: love amazing. It. you're amazing. Thank you. Wow. Um, But I'm kind of not making any money. <laughs> and i'm like there for it and i'm like showing up and i'm so lit up but yeah i'm not actually making any money so that's where i'm like do i hit it and part of my struggle is that i look at it and i'm like okay I know exactly what I want to do. Like I did the sparkotype test after listening to John- Jonathan Fields on your thing. And it was like, oh, I'm a performer. I want to be on that stage talking to people or singing or both together. And that's what I want to do. I'm there for that. But I don't see how it's possible to do that in my framework of life. And so that's where I'm like, how do I fit everything I am and everything I want to be in a big and bold and crazy and amazing. And I'm like, so there for it. And then I'm dealing with (laughs) with my kiddos who need me so desperately. And my husband, who also very, very, you know, they need me here all the time. And it's how do I (laughs) go? Wow.
0: How old are your kids? You have three kids, right?
3: Yeah, they're 12, 11 and eight. They are all on the autism spectrum. Two are high functioning, my oldest and youngest, although they have their struggles like my youngest can get really violent and likes to attack me. And then my, my middle, he's 11. He's severely autistic and semi-verbal, and he has type 1 diabetes.
0: Mm. And your husband, you said, is struggling with something. My
3: husband has actually been disabled for the last decade. Um, he has lots of mental health and back pain type issues. One of them is a familial episodic ataxia, which means that he collapses whenever he's stressed out. But he's actually doing much better, and he got a job about six months ago, which is amazing but it does not pay all our bills and we're about to lose our welfare, which is why I'm here going, okay, time for me to step in finally and like fill in that gap in the very little time and energies. Well, I mean, the energy is bursting. When I'm doing this, the energy is there. But the time's not very big.
0: First of all, I love your eyelashes. Um Thanks. That's such an important comment. I had to make it. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about a few things. First of all... What would you do with the money? Because you want it. You talked about it. How do you want to spend it?
3: It would be really amazing to have a house that isn't falling apart and a car that's not falling apart. We're renting and it's a huge ordeal. And I got to talk about it in my pod yesterday, which was really great. But yeah, to have reliability in our circumstances would be really amazing. And then, like, I love giving. Gosh, like, (laughs) I'm constantly... Doing what I can to help people. Cause I've, cause we've been in poverty for a decade. We've been on welfare for a very long time. And like a lot of people look at that and they go, Oh, you know, you're just being handed money. And it's so hard. It is so hard to live that life. Like I know what it's like to buy my kids, you know, birthday presents off of some used toy and scrub mouse poop off of it. And like right. that's, you know, doing your very best, like to be able to give that to people would that's what I really want. Is to
0: okay, be so I to- just took some notes. So I want to tell you some things that I observe in the notes I took, okay? So the first word that you used, the big describing, one of the big words you said was reliability, okay? I just want to sh- point some stuff out to you, and then we'll see if we can make any sense out of it.
3: Welfare, you know what it gives you? It's reliable. It's not, though. It's actually... You can't make anything and then they take it away and it's constant threat hanging over your head of like right. it's not fully
0: reliable. I'm just saying that there's a false sense of reliability. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You also talked about giving and then you said to have something that's not falling apart. So I just want to point out to you when I said what would you want to spend it on, you did not answer that question. What you did is you told me what you don't want. You have something that's not falling apart and you want to give it away. So there is a little mechanism that you do every time you answer this, which, which I just want you to see because there is not a lot of receiving here. There's not a lot of worthiness to receive here, which is why there's not a lot of receiving because in your brain, hardwired somewhere, whether you saw it, caught it, taught it, mom was like it or she taught it to you or you picked up that you weren't worthy because whatever you were about to have, all you wanted. If what you say to your brain is, well, what I want, what I want is just to not have something that doesn't fall apart. It's like, that's not going to be when I say, what do you want? And you said, when I'm in this class, I just feel all the electricity, right? Because when you're in that place, when we meditate, you actually move out of this program, this artificial intelligence program. And you're like, boom here's what feels good. Here's I'm going to allow myself to feel really myself, right? I'm not defined by any of these things, right? My kids aren't defined by any of these things as we know that they're not. You know that they're not. You're perceiving that all the time. You're pretty good at perceiving that, right? They say that Albert Einstein would have been on the spectrum. They say that they're medicating people all the time who probably in the past would have just been like geniuses, right? So who's to say? We don't know what... We also don't know what the contract is that souls have for this lifetime and how they decided that they're going to actually check out of the 3D. Because people who are on the spectrum are not believing as much in the system that we're believing in, which actually might be a leg up for their experience, right? They might not need to do shrooms because they're seeing with a more open focus.
3: Yes. My son would very much like a 2029 Toyota today. Okay. great. Right.
0: Right. So there you go. So I don't know if we know what's what and what is it, right? Like my friend Amy, who I was talking about before, who's a snowboarder on two yeah. prosthetic legs, she literally seems like a superhero to me. Like I feel like she just is needing, needs a cape. She doesn't always see it that way, but it's amazing how sometimes people feel sorry for her and that she does not feel. So she'll be like, um, I feel more sorry for you. Like Which I know how it feels for me to live my life, And I don't know what you're feeling over there, but it's interesting that you just made that decision about my life. She's like, I really live the most amazing life. Like no effing joke. Okay. Olympic medal. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She makes millions of dollars. She works with Toyota. She's like their their spokesperson. Like her life is amazing and it's hard, but everybody has their own spiritual contract of what's hard and what's not and who's to say. So that's that. Okay. So let's do it again. You ready to do it again? I'm going to ask you again. Okay. What do you want to spend that money
3: on, Carolee? I want to take my kids to Disneyland. I want to buy a house on the beach. I did the vision board, so I do have a prepared idea.
0: Okay, Disneyland and house on the beach. Keep going. What would it feel like to have
3: lots of money? Freedom, for sure. <laughs> That's the one that comes up over and over again.
0: What else would it feel like? Freedom.
3: What else? Peace. Power definitely I've definitely felt a lack of power and control in my life okay so so far we've got a trip
0: to Disneyland in your future and a house on the beach is in your future so here's what I want you to understand there is so much now you guys I'm gonna literally blow your mind so take what you want and leave the rest okay I invite you take what you want and leave the rest but Lately, everyone's been talking about this idea of a multiverse, right? We hear about it, but that's actually a thing. When we say the universe is infinite, it literally is infinite, okay? And so what quantum physics suggests is that there's already a version of you right now already having that experience. And your consciousness is the key to meet up with that version of you or go a different way. It's hard for us to understand that, but let's say we don't believe it. Let's say we're just like, I don't know, I'm not a quantum physicist. I can't see how all potentials can possibly exist simultaneously. That's fine. But what if we just like the concept of that? And what if we do start to believe and feel that there's something true about what all of these people are saying, right? They're all kind of saying the same thing. Well, then what I would tell you is the doorway to that life is through feeling freedom, peace, and power. Because that's the conscious key. The consciousness, what's made up for her, the part of you that's already living in that now. Because there's only now. This is what's such a trip, right? What Einstein teach us is there's actually only something called now. Your clock should just say, what time is it now? Because time is made up. Time, well, first of all, my time in California is different than Colleen's time in Florida. But there's this thing called the universe, which is very much real. It takes up, it takes up a lot of space, right? And if you move through the universe, time evaporates completely. You understand that? So if I leave the solar system, do you guys know how long it takes for an hour to pass outside of our solar system? How long is an hour in space? It's 26 seconds is an hour. Wow. Because an hour, the way we experience it, is the relationship between how much proximity the earth has to the sun. And then a day is the rotation of those two things, 24 hours. A day on Jupiter is nine hours and 54 minutes. You go outside the solar system, an hour is 26 seconds. And if you go outside of that, time evaporates completely. There's no time. It's just called now. So when we close our eyes and we meditate, we go to a place where there's no time. So things don't have to take time. They take consciousness. And it's hard for us to wrap our brain around the the infinite, around the universe. That's why it's fun to hang out with scientists, because they get it. So that's why the laws of this world, the way most people speak, they don't really help. Because how we move to greater and different creations is through consciousness, it's through energy, it's through your vibration. It's not actually through tangible things. Tangible things, that's not it. It's you. It's a force, right? So you told me that how you feel in that place is powerful. And you said you felt a lack of power in your life. So what you've been doing is giving your power away. Your orientation is, and you said it before and you got a little teary, is the welfare going to come or not? Because my abundance comes through that. No, it doesn't. Nope. Nope. No. Abundance is period. Period. It's all around you. Wi-Fi is in my house. If you walk in and you connect to the Wi-Fi, you'll have as much as I do. It's around. The abundance is all around. How much of it are you a conduit for? How much of it do you feel? How much power do you feel in your life? How much agency do you feel in your life? When that starts to turn on, you start to get really creative. And then you start to have these thoughts about performing. "Mm, What I really want to do is perform. But then you know what you did? You took your power away. You said, well, they need me. How can I do that? right? And as hard as that seems to find an answer to, if I told you to go look for the evidence of women who had a lot on their plate, who were able to still do X, Y, and Z or find their way to abundance, it's amazing what shows up to solve those problems. That's why you're so inspiring.
3: Because I look at you and you do the speaking and you do the singing and you have the kids and you're like, no, I'm there for my kids to pick them up every day. And I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah, because you get to create everything with the way you thought, you think. Thoughts turn to things. You can design it how you want. You can design it how you want. And I learned that from having a grandmother who was living in poverty and turned her whole life around because she taught herself how to read at the library because it was free and then started going to dance clubs and uh, met my grandfather and they became professional dancers and her whole life changed.
3: I've heard that. It's an amazing story. And it's
0: like, you know, that's kind of, I was always told like, your circumstances are just the beginning of the story. What you do with it is everything. It's how you, how you respond. You've got everything. It's in your energy. And nobody could touch her when she started to dance because she was just a force. So I don't know exactly what you're going to create, but I can tell you it's something really big. And exciting. And you have a tremendous amount of courage and you're, you're here. Look at you. You're here right now on this call. So if you were going to follow the breadcrumb, tell me more about what you would just be loved to be doing with your time. I mean, you have music notes all around you.
3: So tell yeah, us a little um, bit more about that vision. I just, I've been wondering how do I combine this love of speaking and this love of singing and, and have them not be two separate businesses, have them be one thing that I get to do together. And I just was, Yesterday, introduced to this idea of like doing a a keynote concert where you sing as part of your keynote speech. And I was like, yes, that's where it is. And and like writing custom songs as part of that and like getting to do this. That's where, as of yesterday, I was like that. That's how to combine those.
0: Yeah. And, you know, they say like the people who are usually the people who are in our audience who were meant to serve, we are a lot like them. Yeah. Can you imagine if you kind of had a call for moms with kids who have special needs and there was something for them to go and connect and to sing and dance and listen to you speak and to get all of this poured into them, all your light and all your ease and power to help them find and claim their power and their life, right? Which would then be good yeah. for their kids. Right. Because how does it serve our kids when we're in a lower vibration? It doesn't, doesn't. that's why it's amazing that you're here because when you charge yourself like this, it serves everybody around you, right? That's what they're feeding off of anyways, your energy more than what you say or what you put on the table. It's what kind of life you're giving them, right? So it would be really fun to just watch you start to create. And oh my God, look out. You know, the people who might say, I wanna get behind that. I wanna be a part of that. I want to give you a grant to do that or I want to host the concert here or I know who you could partner with or I have a great sponsor for you.
3: Yeah. So what I'm struggling with is that I've been creating. I've been doing and doing and doing and doing and doing, which that's one of my things is that I need to calm down and like let it be. <laughs> but I'm struggling to, like I'm super passionate about all the things I'm doing. Like I have my podcast. I missing it's called Seeking Sunshine people were asking in chat. It's a great Um, name. And I love it. I get to interview people who've been through hard things like me and we look for the sunshine and I've got like five singles out and I'm working on my album and I just launched my self-care coaching business and they're all amazing, but I'm missing the like actual people on the other end, like getting as lit up about it as I am. So before I tell you what I think, Based
0: on the conversation we've had so far, and I know sometimes it's hard because when you're actually in the hot seat, you're like so present, you're like, I don't even remember what she said, but you might. What do you think you would <clears throat> guess I would tell you is the reason why the money's not coming in based on the conversation we've had?
3: I definitely have like limiting beliefs and blocks that I've got to work through. Um, what do you think one of the central ones is? That I'm, well, I'm feeling powerless in my life and I have to take that power back Feeling like it's right.
0: Remember you said how much you love to give. So yeah. when you just did that thing, you're like, I'm doing and I'm doing and I'm doing.
3: There is a... I'm not receiving.
0: Well, there's a wire of a thought in your head that somewhere along the way, whether you were six or four or 14 or 24, there was a agreement you made that you would be safe if you gave everything
3: you had away. And I was taught that with my parents. Like, that was my whole childhood. It was like, We are the hurt, so we give, 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 give all the time.
0: I totally see that. And the people, and think about it, right? If you, yesterday, I had a full one of these, and so I poured three cups and I shared it with my friends because I had a full thing. Right now, I could give you less, right? You needing or wanting some stability with welfare, right? You have less to give because you don't have. But if you have more, you have more to give. And that's really cool. In fact, we have a system where you get a break for giving. So most people at a certain point, you kind of have to, you know, like I have a business partner. It's called the government. They take 50% of what I make, almost 50% of what I make, right? So then they give me like a box where they're like, would you like to give part of this to so-and-so and -and -and so-and-so? Like, yeah, you know, rather than just to... D.C., right? And so that's a really cool part of our system. You know, it's just it's part of my life. It's just part of my life. It happens every year. You wouldn't believe how much money goes out the door. And it's kind of cool that it's baked in. Plus, I like to also give to lots of other things, right, because it's exciting. It's fun to be able to do this. You know, yes, I want to do that. Right. So There's something really scary that feels unsafe and it feels unworthy, right? If you have power, all of a sudden you're doing something wrong, right? If you have, because otherwise you would allow yourself to have it. But again, this identity is the problem because the more you move into nobody, this is just a name. It's just words. Kathy Heller are just two words put together. That's not me. It's just two words. That's all it is. Two words that make sounds. So what my parents did or do or aren't or will or what, it's like irrelevant. It's irrelevant, right? And whether I have red hair or freckles or no freckles or whatever I have, it's like there's something so much bigger going on than all of that. And so we want to wire you into the truth of who you are, which is expansive and powerful and giving, right? When we all close our eyes and we meditate, we just give, 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 and we receive fully, right? There's such an ease and a gentleness in receiving. And so the more you work that, the more you're going to see that there's a zillion ways you can allow this in your life. But right now, without knowing it, you're actually unconsciously stopping it in every way because there's some equilibrium you feel you have that keeps you safe when you have just enough. And we have to start teaching your body and say, listen, body, nervous system, you're safe in having more but there's something that you connect in your subconscious mind that says, if you have more something, and I don't know what it is because I haven't been in your life experience, but I used to have one, which is the more money I had or the more visible I became, I would get a divorce because my parents are divorced. My dad's been divorced three times. So every time I had like a new sort of, uh, opportunity, I would spend like a couple of years, like kind of like going forward and going back, going forward and going back. And then I would like finally allow it in because I would go, Oh, that's that thing again. I literally feel like I will lose my family. I won't be a good mother. I'll get divorced. I'll wind up in the wrong side of the world. Like because my dad, when my dad started to finally make money, he had an affair and he left. And my mom was like, you see what happens when people have money? They lose their values. And it ruins you, and da 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 like all this stuff. And so it was subconscious, and it's not true. There's plenty of people who allow themselves to have beautiful things, and they're nice to their husbands, and they're nice to their kids, right? And oh, they give, God.
3: yeah. And they're not yeah. stingy, and they're not selfish, and they're not all things. Yeah. So it
0: what happens is when something is just unknown and we haven't gone there before, it just feels unsafe. And so you're just teaching your body, like, you're you're okay. This is just new. You can just say to your body, I'm in control now, right? But your soul receives constantly. You get a heartbeat every second. You get oxygen every second. And you're good with it. You want tons of that, right? So there's a whole world here. I can already feel it. And I think everybody on the call could feel it when I said, oh, my gosh, if you just... We're willing to allow this to be easy. And you just started using your love and your light and your conviction to say this story out loud over and over. I want to do all of these things to give people fuel to bring this together. And I'm willing to receive in exchange. You will. There's no shortage of people who will come around you and want to be a part of this and the people even for your coaching, right? What are you charging
3: right now for that coaching? I just launched it a month ago, so it's brand new. So my initial like early bird special pricing was a thousand dollars for three months. So it was high for me and for my ability to be okay with it because I knew that I couldn't charge something that I wasn't like willing yes. to fully embrace.
0: Okay. So how many people bought um, into
3: that? None yet. <laughs> I and I knew so I launched my coaching business with a five day workshop, which I loved, and I was. So all into it. And I did it because I knew that I needed to have that deadline to get my program together and yeah. to fully like flush out what I was going to be teaching. And I have loved Which having Which is such that. a great way to look at it. But yeah. my
0: spidey sense tells me that what you probably did is you loved people so much and whoever showed up, whether it was four people or 12 people or 29 people, you just gave to them and gave and gave. And then didn't necessarily feel powerful and worthy to allow them to make a choice for themselves. Yeah. In order for us to be the woman who helps this other woman rise, it's like in Aladdin, he's like, do you trust me? And he like takes her hand. Yeah. You got to be right here so she can utilize the leverage of your strength where you have risen. She pulls herself up from. It's that powerfulness that she then says, I want that inside myself. So why do I want to be coached by you? Because I want to meet that level of consciousness inside myself. But if you're giving and you're sweet and you're giving and you're like, I'm so sweet. I'm not powerful at all, but I'm so, so sweet. And I'm not worthy of receiving it all, but I'm so, so sweet. And I'm actually amazing. And I'm an incredible mom and I'm an incredible wife, but I'm really, really sweet. and not worthy and I'm powerful. Then you're communicating to her all of those things. Yeah.
3: And there's this huge story in my head of like, okay, well, I chose clientele who's feeling overwhelmed, who's feeling completely burnt out, which means that they don't feel like they have time. They don't feel like they have money for themselves. They're not willing to invest in themselves. Like that's the clientele I chose, you know, yeah. that's gonna. That's so I'm going, trying to not tell myself that I chose people who can't afford it, trying to not tell myself that I chose people who don't have time for it. Right. And Think about this, Carolee.
0: Think about this, right? Esther Hicks is always saying, like, find a better feeling thought, find a better feeling thought, yeah. find a better feeling thought, right? You are a queen at that. You have so much around you that gives you evidence to, like, bring you down, bring you down. And you're like, look how I did my eyes today. Ding. Right? Like, tinkerbell. So if you could just zero in on understanding the power in that, right? And then you're saying to somebody else, whatever you're constantly going back to in your resistance, I'm going to be your trainer to train your focus to find a better feeling thought. Right? And if that really is ultimately the secret to the universe, then who better than you to do that? But you got to know the stakes. Yeah. And every time... And this is where it gets hard for you because there's so much in this. But every time you smile or you reach for that sunshine, there's a part of you that's hiding your power because you like to be in this place where you feel responsible to not make anybody feel uncomfortable. But in order for people, right, if you actually go to an Esther Hicks event, she just yells at people all the time. (laughs) She just cuts people off. She goes, no, so sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She says to the audience, oh, my God. Here he goes again. Can you stop? Can you stop? Because we want to be talked out of our stuff. Deepak Chopra said he wears red shoes. He goes, I wear red shoes because I have an anger issue. And he goes, it reminds me to calm down. And he said, but you know what? That anger is what makes me fight for the truth, right? We want to be around powerful people and you are powerful and you only use that word because you actually know how powerful you are and you know you've been putting a lid on it and it doesn't feel good. You're kind of grossed out by it now (laughs) because you're likable and you're sweet and you will always be that. That's your nature. That's how you are. But we got to bring in the power. Clear a path. She's coming through. It's time to allow people not to like you. It's time to allow them to be uncomfortable or they'll just go back and sit in their stuff and sit in that place. I know you can do this because Jen Sincero was living in a garage eating cans of tuna fish and made a seven figure leap in her life. Yeah. But she got a little bit, uh, sassy.
3: She became a badass. Yeah. I definitely feel the, the, having grown up of that, like, sassy is bad, sassy is, no, you need to be sweet and calm and peaceful and just be a a peacemaker to everyone. And it's like, actually.
0: (laughs) Yeah, when you really think of Mother Nature, she's a badass. There's a tornado, look out. And then that ocean, boy, is that beautiful, but it'll swallow you whole. It'll eat you. She's powerful.
2: Yeah,
0: powerful. Beauty, real beauty is Being connected to your power. You don't give it away. You don't give away your personal power. You don't give away your agency. And that was what this whole conversation was really about. Do you feel that shift?
3: I knew that like you could figure that out. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Whereas I'm like, I know I have. I know. You know, some simple question and it's so much bigger. And like you have that magic touch of just like this is it.
0: Yeah, because I trust that what I feel, right? Well, after you do this, a lot of times you go, that's it. That's what that is. That's what that is. And then you would tell me, I can tell from reading your face if we're going in the right direction, or the wrong direction, but this is so good. Thank you. You are such a force. That was great. All right. Well, that was so good. Carolee actually sent us an update and I wanted to read it for you. She said, I had so many discoveries after that call with Kathy. It was life-changing. I realized that I didn't really want to do coaching and that music was what I always wanted, but I was scared of being disappointed by it again. I released my debut album at the end of May, and now I write custom songs for people, and I love it so much. Kathy's program really helped me step into my true purpose and stop being afraid to do what I've always known I wanted to do. Oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. Carolee, thank you so much for such a beautiful update. And I'm so grateful to you and to Emily for letting us share all of this with you. You can follow both of them on Instagram. Emily is at emilyeatsandchats, and Chats, and Carolee is at carolee.garrison, and that is spelled karaleig Garrison you can listen to her podcast and her album, both called Seeking Sunshine. Go take a listen and follow those beautiful women. All right, here are the takeaways from this episode. Number one, the money comes from you being in the vibration of ease. Because when you're at ease, you're in creativity. You're tapped in, you're fully turned on. Number two, stop and take in the good. Look how beautiful your whole life is. Look what you've co-created. Look what you've designed. Take it in. Number three, the money is always on the other side of your resonance. Instead of checking your revenue all the time, you should be checking, where is my resonance? Number four, the more you're unattached, it's checkmate. You become this person who just hangs out in a different altitude. The next thing you know, the cooler the people, the richer the things, the more abundant things, they just come toward you. And that becomes the opportunity of your life. Number five, things don't have to take time. They take consciousness. We move to greater and different creations through consciousness. It's through energy and your vibration. It's not actually through tangible things. It's a force, it's you. Number six, your circumstances are just the beginning of the story. What you do with it is everything. It's how you respond. You've got everything. It's in your energy. Number seven, bring in the power and clear a path because that highest version of you, she wants to come through. And number eight, don't give away your personal power. Don't give away your agency. Real beauty is being connected to your power. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you know how much I appreciate you for being here. And if this episode inspired you, please send it to someone who you think would be moved by it. Leave us a review. Keep following us, whether you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, follow along because there's so many good episodes coming out. And finally, if you want to join me in this membership, The Quilt, I'm going to be with you guys and week after week, we'll be circling together in like real honest sisterhood. We'll have time to support each other, collaborate together, brainstorm each other's ideas, as well as meditate together, be manifesting, applying all these spiritual techniques to really designing the life for our dreams. You can join us at kathyheller.com slash quilt. Our kickoff call is September 6th. Also, if you want to come to my retreat, it is going to be in November at my house. You can go to kathyhillercom slash lux to find out more details about the last spots there. I'll leave you with one of the songs I wrote. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Have an awesome weekend.